0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man up in my city on the yeah David Duke, way about a hoop babe.
1: The Providence College Friars Top for the crossover. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: right. The Big
1: East the rest of the college hoops Rocher world.
0: The screen, Dunn,
1: his in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself. Mike Surrett. Welcome, everybody, to another episode
0: of
1: the Province Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, so Province cool. Follow me on Twitter, that's at Province Crier. Read our blog, Throw Join with me, as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter, at BOC all day. Today is Tuesday, August 1st. BOC, we said we were taking a two-week hiatus, and I don't know where the summer goes, but that two-week hiatus turned into a month but um we're back we're back bsc
2: it's it's good to be back yeah we uh we really leaned in leaned into the summer vacation a bit um you were away in europe which we could talk about that a bit um and then you know just the comings and goings of the summer just kind of passed by us and now we're starting to see nfl uh footage coming out in spring training and uh, or i guess preseason training um so everything's good. It's good to get back into the swing of things with basketball and Providence is going to be playing some international hoops in the next couple of weeks. So uh it's fall is coming quickly.
1: That's for sure. Um Yeah. You know, like I was listening to a Bill Simmons pod and he took off like an entire month, like end of July. And I was kind of like, you know what, if he can do it, we can do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, why not?
2: That you know what that's that's <laughs> well, shooting for the stars, making yeah, exactly. a parallel parallel between us and Bill Simmons. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Uh, so, you know, a lot happened while we were away, though. So we're going to take that, take this episode to kind of just recap all that stuff and uh, give our thoughts uh, on everything PC hoops and some other teams in the Big East as well. So um, let's get to it. When I was in Europe. Daquan Davis commits to Providence, uh, class of 2024 guard um, from the DMV. Um, as is now at uh, overtime elite. He was playing his high school ball in the DMV, but now moving on to overtime elite. Actually, there's there games a few weeks ago with him and his AAU team that was on ESPN2. Yep. You know, some people caught that. Played pretty well. Um, I'm excited about him. It, it's kind of funny. Like when we we looked at the two main point guard offers that were PC felt like pretty good with, and that was him in, in that Dell Jones kid, right? Yep. From Virginia. Yep. Um, you know, I think I think Dell Jones might have like a little more upside overall game, but the one thing about Daquan Davis. He can score and the kids a winner. I mean, he won that uh prestigious Catholic league um last year, I believe, where this past year. You, know,
2: you know who we won it over? Paul the uh, sixth. Paul the sixth. And that team is absolutely stacked. Right now, Paul the Sixth has a Yukon commit, a Duke commit. Um, and they're going to have they have one of the top big men in the nation in Nagamba, which we'll talk about in a bit. So he's single and Sundra, who's another guy we're We'll see how aggressive we're pursuing him. We're in his final listing. So Davis, he's listed at six foot, six one. I think that's a little bit generous. Um, he single-handedly carried, or not single-handedly, but he carried his team to a win over that team, which has a lot more talent than his uh, his high school squad did. So he's a winner. My comp to him when I watched his game on the offensive end was R.J. Davis, the uh, I guess we'll call it the combo guard at UNC. And I think for those who watch college basketball, um, that's a ringing endorsement. And I think their games are actually really, really similar on the offensive end. I think you can't comp them on the defensive end because he's a dog. He, Davis is a, uh, DeQuan Davis is a dog on the defensive end. And I haven't really seen that from R.J. Davis. Davis, I liked the fact that he's going to get minutes just off of scoring and defense alone. But I do think he has the ability to be a starting biggies point guard, uh, specifically for Kim English and Providence.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how him approaches the backcourt in the next few years to come. Because, um, I mean, you, you think about the backcourt is pretty crowded with with Cooley holdovers. Not that that's a bad thing by any means. Obviously, love Devin Carter, uh, Corey Floyd, and Pierre and those guys. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, what kind of route he takes, um, if it's going to be guard heavy. Yeah. Um, those are kind of some of the things I'm looking towards and, you know, it doesn't look like they're done obviously for 2024. So, so yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think good score, hopefully that translates. It doesn't always translate obviously, but, um, and he seems like the kind of kid that you want to want to have on your program again, just winner.
2: Uh, Yeah. The big thing here is it plants the flag as Providence as a threat in the DMV area. Um, It's funny, the narrative with Maryland went from he's a lock, he's ours, to Maryland passed on him. And I think in the reality, you know, there's three sides to every story, right? Um, I think English did a hell of a job recruiting Davis and made him feel loved and Maybe Maryland prioritized others. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know the inner workings of the Maryland recruiting circle, but I think it's fair to say English outworked and out recruited Maryland for Davis and won his commitment. What that means is now Providence is this kid is known in the DMV circle, obviously, exemplified by the fact that he won the uh, we'll call it the area title last year. Um other recruits are going to want to play with him. Uh and I think it's going to have a really positive effect in D.C. and Maryland and Virginia and all the perennial prep schools that have a abundance of top 100 blue chip talent.
1: Just when New England's having, like, a golden age of <laughs> basketball. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Obviously, you know, Kim's going to attack. I mean, I think his recruiting – strategy is going to be global. I I don't really see it as, I mean, obviously the DMV will be a pipeline, no doubt about it, but I I do think he kind of will have more of like a a broader um, range of of where to find guys.
2: Do we, Um, uh, do we think we're going to penetrate the Carolinas?
1: uh, No, I hope not. Um, No, it doesn't seem like a fit there. So, uh,
2: we, why though? We had so much success in the previous regime in North Carolina and South Carolina.
1: We had literally zero success. Um,
2: I don't think we, I don't think we legit had one success story.
1: No. No, we, we have not. Um,
2: and I would say, besides New England, we spent the most amount of time in that area. We sure did, you know, see,
1: Um, You know, we got the wrong Ricky Council. Um, <laughs> uh Fred Gantt, who I mean obviously we we're rooting for just didn't work out with injuries and everything
2: your boy Chris Monroe. your boy Chris Monroe
1: yeah that, that big shot's coming somewhere <laughs> maybe it's against province who knows
2: <laughs> Jimmy Nichols who you're always like he's ready to turn the corner the potential is going to turn into production and it just it never happened anywhere you <laughs> I think we're still waiting on that potential to turn into production
1: yeah, so, I mean, maybe not the Carolinas, but but I do think uh, Kim English kind of has a more across-the-country recruiting plan and, you know, maybe outside the country as well. Um, so that's kind of how I view it. Um, I do think he'll still be be in touch with the New England players. And obviously, you know, Cooper Flagg and a- A.J. Davisanta definitely butchered that. Uh, those two guys are like absolute studs and project to be like future NBA. You, could, you could argue, so.
2: you could argue they're two of the top players, regardless of class, right now.
1: Right now, yeah, right. yeah, they're incredible. I mean, I don't know if you watched uh Peach Jam at all a little bit. Yeah, I did.
2: I did. Yeah, Cooper but Flag Flag is ridiculous. Phenomenal. Yeah, like, does he have right. anybody else on his team that's going to play D one? I'm like high D one. I'm being serious.
1: Well, Grasso offered the entire team, so yeah. there's that. Uh, but,
0: yeah, you know,
1: um, so the Daquan Davis story breaks. I'm five hours ahead. I, I burned the grindstone on that one, uh, getting stuff out on time in the wee hours of, of the Scottish morning. Um, and then with the NBA, I, I stayed up for the NBA draft, which was so so dumb. I, huge regret. On my part for that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, not too much about my trip really matches with like hoops. I will say, though, there were two Big East programs that I did see represented overseas. Whether it be jerseys or hats or shirts or whatever. Two programs. Can you guess them?
2: Um. Can you give, give me the conference? In the Big East. Oh, in the Big East. Yeah. Okay villanova in connecticut
1: you got one of them uh i saw a kid in a Yukon shirt or sweatshirt and then the other one was georgetown and i saw two people in georgetown hats they were both over 75 years old give or take so um so yeah i mean that that georgetown brand just showing its its true colors boc
2: They were probably they were probably the two of the uh, ten people in attendance at his opening press conference.
1: They might have been. They very well might have been just enjoying uh, a Scottish summer like like I was. Uh, But um, oh, and then the other thing was kind of devastating. Uh, In Dublin, I went to the Guinness factory, took the tour, did all that, and they have like those selfie things where they laser image a photo into the foam. Yeah. I wanted them to do Cryer logo, they wouldn't do it. That was a huge bummer.
2: That is that is a bummer.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, other than that, good trip. But oh. um all right, so wh- where do we want to pivot to next here Uh
2: so just going off going off of recruiting, um, yeah. the the Davis win was a big win. We lost out on Isaiah Abraham, who plays for polo sixth. I um he He committed to Connecticut and I'm not too surprised by that. He's kind of a clone of Andre Jackson Jr and I mean that in a positive way he has a better jumper than him he even free kind of looks like him um so that was a big win for the six and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because one it was a commit that or a recruit that we wanted but also Paul six has two other players, Patrick. Nagamba, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, and Garrett, Sun- Garrett Sundra. We're both pursuing those to varying degrees, both those players. Patrick, we're putting the full court press on. Garrett, is we're in his final pairing. I don't know how aggressive we are there. Um, but losing Abraham isn't a great thing because if we started to load up on Paul the six players, that looks good for us, and we have a lot of momentum. With all that said, even if we're coming in second or third place in these recruitments, it's important for – English to again further ingrain himself in the DMV prep area, even more so than he did when he was at George Mason. Um, because if we have a lot of success this year, which I think we will, future classes and future kids in the 2025 2026 class in the DMV area will heavily consider Providence.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, another recruit that I'll just toss out there, um, that were I don't know how serious, but Nigel, Nigel James from Cushing. Yeah. Uh, somebody keeps hacking his Twitter and saying that he's committing a, on a certain day and he keeps having to refute it. I just saw he got an from seeing all of us. So that's good. Uh,
2: the, but, another another guy that we're pursuing pretty uh, aggressively is a kid from somewhat your neck of the woods, uh, Ryan Mela from uh, Natick.
0: Yeah.
1: He's a
2: 2024 kid. Uh, he's a sharpshooter. He's a, a wing sharpshooter. Um, that one – That one, the recruitment's a little bit under the radar. And I think English and staff want to keep it that way because he apparently blew up on the AAU circuit this past spring. And I think more offers are going to come as he continues to develop. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they try and put the press on him to get a commitment and stay somewhat local um, before some other schools start calling.
1: All right. Well, that's a perfect segue uh, into the next topic here because um, finally get resolution. Over Alan Breed's situation, not so much as legal situation that I still think is pending. Um, but he announced that he would not be returning back to Providence. Thus, open scholarship becomes available. Many thought that we might have held on to this one. Um, and then we, we got a truly Donovan uh, tweet to foreshadow that we were getting a commitment. When was this On was this Saturday, Sunday?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, it was Saturday or Sunday. It was over the weekend.
1: Um, that we're gonna get Marcus Scott, uh, D two transfer, right?
2: Yeah, there was nothing about this recruitment that made any sense.
1: Yeah. So Marcus Scott, uh, D two MVP. By the way, uh, his team won it all last year. But five eleven guard. Um, And I mean, I guess it kind of made sense, but I mean, it was certainly one where, you know, this is the first I heard of him. uh, And, you know, maybe that was Kim English trying to keep recruiting under wraps a little bit um, with some of the stuff that happened earlier in the summer, right? Yeah. Uh, With Santo Ciro, who is now going to Kentucky. Um, But then moments later, Marcus Scott removed the post and there is no commitment as of this point. Um, so galaxy brain conspiracy theory here, BOC, perhaps this mellow guy we're going after and may try and convince to reclass and take that spot.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because there's a kid from Australia. Uh, what's his name? Johnny, Johnny Furphy, I believe who is was originally in class of 2023. Lack of offers moved back to 2024 blew up over the past month or two, and now is thinking we offered him, but we're one of many schools that offered him. Like, he's getting pursued by Duke, Kansas, Blue Bloods. Uh, uh, actually, not Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. But anyway, you get the point. Um, now he might reclass into 2023. So that's another one to monitor. And you think about, like, the Tomlinson-Australia connection, because that's where he's from, potentially. Um, you know, we're, I'm grasping at straws a little bit here, but I think your point stands in that we're trying to fill – 2023 recruiting spot and you might be right mate but i would think with this kid if he was he's such a late transfer i'm I'm wondering if they offered him as a walk-on
1: yeah well i mean we should ask rick patino for advice on that um
2: he he knows how to do it
1: yeah seriously um but but yeah no i I mean when scott first committed it was kind of funny i didn't tweet anything about it and then I'm glad I didn't because uh, everyone else did <laughs> and he ends up removing it um I didn't have any inside information even though I would want you to believe that uh but it did kind of make sense in the sense that you know it would be his last year so you could just bring him in and then have that spot open in 2024 again um but yeah just, just a, a weird Saturday Um for Friar fans on the, on the recruiting front, that's for sure. Um, all right, what, what other big news, BOC?
2: Um, besides the Johnny's kind of loading up, I think they're positioning themselves to be a formidable squad in the Big East. We talked about the Spain trip that's upcoming. Um, so we'll talk two things, right? Uh, and they have a similar theme, and I think it's the athletic department and the marketing department dropping the ball. So. Spain trip, I would love. I would pay easily five ten bucks to have a stream, and the donations go to uh, the NIL for the players. And I think they would make enough money where actually it would be a good chunk of change for all the players. Um, like you would pay for that, right? To watch, oh the, yeah, sure, yeah. And I think there would probably be, I don't know, maybe a thousand people. So it adds up, right? Um, they're not doing that, so hopefully that. Oh, well,
1: do we know they're not doing that? Or we haven't seen are nothing- you taking their silence as an answer?
2: On yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no answer is an answer, in my opinion. So that's it. So I would love for them to fix that and alleviate that because that would be awesome. Because I think everybody's peening for hoops, and this would be a nice way to uh wet the beak, so to speak. And then the other thing is for <clears throat> late-night madness or whatever they're calling it, we uh we decided to go back 10-15 years and get one republic as the the band or for, for late night madness or family madness, whatever the heck they call it now. So that's another interesting uh, development by our uh, athletic department and marketing staff. So I wish they would uh, get somebody a little bit more uh, known because I don't think any, any players on the roster right now, even know who the heck one Republic is. um, And it'd be nice to have that be a, a cool jump off point for the Kim English era because I don't think One Republic's going to stoke a lot of uh, enthusiasm.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe that's Kim English's favorite band. You don't, you don't know
2: that. I'd, yeah, I'd be surprised by that because I don't think One Republic is anybody's favorite band. <laughs>
1: um, th- they're advertisers' favorite band, though. I feel like like counting stars and stuff is like always on commercials. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, they're trying to kind of rebrand this thing as more of a event for all, not just students. Um, so maybe that has to play a role in it. Now you were on BO, wait, were you on BOP or Friars Club, BOC? BOP, yeah. Yeah.
2: Did you guys, were
1: you, were you guys, was that out of your purview? You guys didn't work on getting that guest? Is that no we,
2: that no, no no that was oh, yeah. that wasn't part of ours and again i don't
1: even know if there were guests
2: no it was just you caught a bu- you caught a buzz and then just like we did dances on oh yeah it, yeah it was, it was idiotic if only we
1: had footage of that of DMC. Oh,
2: thank god um uh, oh. no but like we're big time now let's start acting like it and nothing says a small time program like one republic who was relevant 15 years ago
1: I mean, I don't know, BOC. Spotify, their two top songs are over a mil plays. So
2: I think you and I I think you and I could put a song together and we get a mil play a million <laughs> plays in 15 years.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Got it. Uh,
2: that'll be our passion project.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh maybe make a new intro to the pot. I don't know. I, I gotta work on that. Um s- still sticking with David New. Deer- Speaking of him. You know, he's kind of got an interesting situation going on. Uh you know, he the Nets didn't extend his qualifying offer, I believe. So he was technically a free agent, but played on the Nets Summer League squad. Um played pretty well. Um
2: he played really well.
1: Yeah. Um, but of course, it's like, you know, he's a third year pro playing in summer league. You don't have the time. Dude,
2: if you produce, you produce. Like
1: that's true, for sure. But um, like you
2: can't, you can't tell me he's not. Again, it goes back to there was some podcast I forget who was on it. I think it might have been Paul George or it was somebody who basically said like thirty to forty percent of the MBA. Oh, it was
1: Lou Williams. Like
2: yeah, yeah, thirty to forty percent of the MBA is like horrendous. And like you can't tell me that uh, David Duke Jr. wouldn't be like a. He could easily be an eighth, ninth, or tenth man. If even if you want to give him like one of the last spots. Um, I mean, ex- like. Chris Dunn's a perfect example. He wasn't on a roster. He comes in and is arguably one of the most productive players on the jazz. So
1: yeah, I mean, he was, it's he crap, was like it's one crap. of the better players in the NBA second half of the season.
2: Yeah, no, it's a crap shoot. And, you know, it, I think Duke just needs to stay ready because that's what Dunn did. And now Dunn's got a, you know, multi-year contract. He, he has his like Renaissance, so to speak, or his revival. Um, and Duke's going to get an an offer for a team, whether it's a, you know, it's a veterans minimum or something. I don't, I don't know.
1: Or like the two ways, I mean, I I think he was like second or third in uh, MVP voting in the G league last year. So like, I feel like you would have to get some, at least a two way from someone, although I'm not super, super versed in the, um, the, the, NBA contracts like I'm not sure if if him already having three years of service I, I don't know if he qualified for two way or not but you would have to think that he would definitely um find a spot in the league and on top of that when you think about you know there's still that Damian lure trade uh, on the periphery in the NBA that hasn't happened yet um there's still moves to be made So you know, when they bring on teams for, like, preseason training camp, that sort of thing, you know, spots could open up. So, we'll we'll see what happens with with Duke there. But, but yeah, other news, BOC, you had mentioned the trip to Spain. Um, PC will be playing three games out in Spain in the middle of the month, and obviously if there's some sort of streaming, we'll be able to certainly provide content otherwise we'll have to kind of hear the whispers of uh you know the people that are there on the beat covering the team so um
2: talk about talk about hopkins uh going to tatum's camp which i think is pretty awesome
1: oh yeah for sure um you know tatum has league camp it was he had guys in college and then he had like rising juniors or seniors or something like that in high school. Mm-hmm. So Flag was there. Davison here was there. Um from the college ranks, Hopkins was there. Um Caraban from Yukon. Uh, another guy that was there. That that must have been interesting. Yeah,
2: he's uh, like um, he's like, please I do not want to guard him.
1: <laughs> I mean I think I'd rather guard Hopkins than Jason Tatum, but uh yeah that's
2: true. He yeah. was
1: cooking those guys in some of those highlights. Although I'm sure Tim's camp wasn't, uh, I mean, they probably wouldn't go to the extent of LeBron's camp by like burning a a tape of uh, Jordan Crawford dunking on LeBron. But yeah, uh, but, but yeah, but just circle back quickly to the Spain trip three games on the 18th, 21st and 23rd um, against the Madrid all-stars Valencia and Cataluña all-stars. So those three games coming at you at the end of August. We'll see what we can do on our side to provide you guys coverage for that. Um,
2: you got to go. You got to go back to Europe. That's that's why? the answer. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I can swing another uh, Euro trip now, but you know, especially if you if you're gonna twist my arm and go to the Baja Mar, see.
2: Yeah, you'll you'll be attending that with me. Yep. Um, The other quick team notes, I think we're all kind of starved for information. One steady drumbeat, two steady drumbeats that we've been hearing is that Pierre is playing really well, taking on a leadership role, which we kind of saw last year. Um, Even in a bit role, he was first off the bench, always very enthusiastic, took to coaching really well. Um, So I think Pierre is going to have a very big year. And everybody keeps talking about Floyd Jr., I think Floyd Junior is going to have another a, a breakout year, um, and potentially the theme is why did we not see them more this past year? Um, and I would I would love to have that be the narrative.
1: Yeah, that that would be good, especially going into a Georgetown game if if those two guys are playing at a high level. Um,
2: if you, hey, it, if you're if you're a gambling man, what what day is the Georgetown Providence game at Providence?
1: So. I saw the biggest will be having games on the 23rd of December on a Saturday. If there is a Saturday that they put it on, that will be the day. If not, it's gonna be like a Wednesday or, or a Tuesday or whatever.
2: Yeah, or they or they do it like a Sunday at noon or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it literally is not going to matter.
1: Yeah, I'm just like envisioning them putting it on the 23rd and be like, oh, it's Christmas time, like the fans.
2: It'll be, be in a it'll jolly be,
1: mood. <laughs> it'll be
2: like the, the modern version of uh when the Eagles fans threw snowballs at Santa.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh Yeah, that, that would be awesome. But I don't think students would be on campus, though, for that. So, like, kind of get that out of the way for them.
2: It might be better if students are on campus than giving those tickets away to locals.
1: Might be. Yeah,
2: Who knows? Like, <laughs> like, you can – Somebody was. I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this, and it was a very fair point. You can reprimand students. Are you going to be able to reprimand a 29-year-old degenerate from Cranston?
1: No. Well, like, you could. I mean, like, the police could get involved for sure. Uh, now, listen, you know, obviously that's a game that's circled on everyone's calendars. Um, BOC definitely shares different sentiment on this than I do. I am all for... Being hostile, towing that line. I just don't want to see us cross the line and just be made to look like fools. But, uh, POC smirking at me as we speak. He doesn't care.
2: I don't uh, care at all. I, I look, this, this game's a free for all. He made his bed.
1: <laughs> uh, um, interesting thing though about the, the Tatum camp, though, and some kind of stuff that I've seen from English this summer. Um, it seems to me Like they're grooming Hopkins To play the three Yeah Which would be his NBA spot
2: Well he He looks like he's cut 15 pounds Yeah He looks He looks He looks in great shape um, I think the The counter to that is Does he lose some of his strength And like the girth that he had Last year when he was going up Against Wings um, Yeah I'm, be able
1: to push guys off the spot I don't, and-
2: I don't think so Um, And he's probably going to be quicker. So I think it's a great development by English.
1: And and also
2: give credit to to Hopkins too. He's the one who put in the work.
1: Absolutely. Um, But I bring that up because you and I had chatted about this maybe like a week ago. I'm thinking maybe Hopkins plays the three this year, like as a start, he'll start at three. Well.
2: You and I've talked about this. I don't really look at like the way we used to look at the NBA growing up. Like you had your three, you had your four, you had your five. Like now,
1: yeah, sure.
2: Now, I honestly think, like, do you look at the two through, do you look at the three through the three and four any differently? I don't. Yeah. Yes. For the man. most part. Like, yeah. you, you could say the I same mean, thing with the two and three, right? Like, it's it's all the only, the only true things are like, your true points and your big men. And even that's not necessarily like, it's all. No, I agree
1: with you. I I just think though, like, and again, starting five doesn't necessarily matter a whole lot. You're going to have different lineup combinations throughout the game. Um, But I do wonder if this, if this means they'll go Hopkins, Odoro, McNair at the five, and then go Carter and Pierre. We'll have to see.
2: Yeah, I think I think they'll. I think it could just be something as easy as they they just want him to get in better shape. Um, so I think it'll be Pierre, Floyd Jr., Carter, Hop, Odoro.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the lineup that everyone kind of, you know, thought about. But I, I don't know. I just but think your,
2: your maybe slide him over. Your point is valid because that's a really small lineup. Yeah, the one—the one that I said.
1: Then the one I said is extremely big.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that, but that—and that flies in the face of English wanting to play like a four-out offense. Yeah, that would be—that would honestly be like a too big offense, like an old like Roy Williams too big offense.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I'm just intrigued by that, though. I think it will be some of the I think modern,
2: are when gonna, they
1: play in Spain. Although I think, I think in Spain they'll probably mess with a lot of stuff. So yeah. May not want to read too much into
2: it, but I completely agree. I think we're going to have a really versatile team. I think it's going to be awesome. The fact that, the fact that we know Providence is in a good place roster wise is, we haven't even mentioned on this podcast Garway all and yeah. Think about when we like when we were going to school or like I forget when he and when he was at school. May have, been, may have been after we graduated, but remember when we got Gerard Coleman and that's all like he was a top one hundred recruit and we thought he was the savior. The fact that we landed Garway Duall as a top 50 recruit and it's more of a, Hey, that's a great piece to add to the roster is it? and you don't want to say it's a testament to what Cooley built. It's a testament to what English is building upon the foundation and hopefully he can take it to heights higher than Cooley ever could. But this, this monster is built to win because of Cooley.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, obviously English had to retain those guys, but uh, especially in this day and age of, of transfers, but no, you're absolutely right, um, and that kind of goes back into the whole return game. You got to recognize that Cooley did kind of put his stamp on this program, no question.
2: Oh, for sure. Um, you can rec- you can recognize that twenty five years from now, though, you don't need to recognize. Can
1: you can? That, you can. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you um, don't really do that.
2: <laughs> but dude, you look at you look at Georgetown's roster, and I get Cooley is a hundred X the coach of Ewing, which is weird to say, but. Georgetown's roster is so much worse this year than it was last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: if you just did ro- if you just did a roster comp. Last year's roster would work them by thirty points.
1: Maybe. I don't know. A Coca I mean, They certainly had talent, but like
2: a Coca cooks, are starting five right now.
1: I don't know. I, I think another cook might be taking that spot, B.O.C. Oh, uh,
2: Supreme, Supreme Cook from Fairfield
1: <laughs> who we played name. against once. What a name. Uh, no, but yeah. I don't know. I'm on the fence of that. Obviously, like, that's the whole thing, though. Like, with a lot of these teams this year, I kind of want to see them on the court before a judge. I get it. Like St. John's. Again, I, I just... Let's see what Patino can do on the big stage now. This isn't the Mac anymore. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. He hasn't shown that he has the ability to win at a high level, you know, in uh, power conferences.
1: No, right. he certainly has BOC, but he hasn't since 2017. And, you know, another guy who hadn't coached since 2017 was Thad Mata. And we saw how that worked out. But that's all I'm saying.
2: That you can't compare Thad and uh, yeah i don't know i think Listen, that, and, that and Patino are two different things
1: i don't know johnny's fans are getting way too excited about Letham decommitting from tennessee and going back to them all i'll say is why did he leave tennessee maybe he wasn't gonna have the role he thought he was at tennessee yeah. just a thought just a thought uh but all right anything else before we get out of here
2: no, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to get back into the mix. So look for August to be back to uh, business as usual at the crier with articles, pods at a more frequent clip.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, for me, I guess I'll shout out PC's own Doris Burke. She is going to be the main ESPN announcing crew, which I have mixed feelings on. I thought her and Mark Jones were a dynamic duo uh, on the mic. Um, but she'll be joining, um, uh, the, the main cast will be her doc rivers. And, um, how am I blanking on his name? The guy that announces the Knicks,
2: uh, Breen.
1: Yeah. Mike Breen. Yeah. There you go. Good job. Good Good save. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she'll be joining them as the big, uh, ESPN ABC announce crew for the NBA next year. Um, see so I got anything else? No, I think. No. R.P. URI's TBT team. So sad. Too bad. Uh,
2: PC's got to get one of those, man.
1: So, like, I was big on that uh, for a while. And shout out to CapEx, who actually we had on our pod like a year ago. Yeah. Xavier Blogger um, had an article about him for pretty much being one of the main starters of, of Xavier's Zip Em Up Team. So, that's pretty cool. It is so. I mean, I was under his same boat of oh, TBT would be awesome. The more and more they've done TBT, the less and less I'm like dying to get a PCT. That's just my thing. Yep. I don't know. Just because there's just so much other sports going on that, like, I don't know, would I really get that much get that worked up over TBT? I don't.
2: Know. No, I don't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't like be passionate about it, but it'd be cool to follow, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that about does it for another episode of the Province Crier podcast. Make sure you give our pod a follow. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, and a whole host of other places where you can get podcasts. Um, again, I'm Mike Smith, the Province Crier. Follow me on Twitter at, Pro- at Province Crier. He's BOC. Follow him at BOC
0: all day. See you later, fire time. See you guys. School. Man up in my city, I'm the troop. Yeah, David Duke, when I'm weird, but a hoop, eh? Crossover, I might go to L.E.U. Heard he's sleeping on me. Well, let's take him back to school. PC, you know he on go, eh? Call like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, eh? Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, eh? I'm the alpha dog, the alpha they was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. Any team we bumping, so we gon' let them have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the addict. At <laughs> this year we taking over March Madness. Man, up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, eh. Crossover, I might throw the L.U. But they sleeping on me while well, I take them back to school. Man, up in my city, I'm the truth.